Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. Today's guest is registered dietitian Lena, also known as Really Awkward Runner on Instagram. And this conversation is so much fun. Lena shares her journey in her races, her race fueling, all it takes to run those marathons, half marathons, and all the hard working long training runs. Running is her hobby. She has such a fun feed on Instagram, but she is also a registered dietitian for WIT. So we talk a little bit about that and how nutrition and running come together. We hit on those hard questions, those diet myths that she gets in her Instagram stories, those common questions that people ask like, should I go gluten-free? Are GMOs bad? And so much more. Join us for this conversation. to have you here. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Lena Mowat, like what you do to the lawn. Um, I'm a registered dietitian in Indianapolis, and I'm also a runner. Awesome. Uh, you have such a fun Instagram feed. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it honestly started as kind of like a side thing during college, just because I thought of the name Really Awkward Runner. And I was like, I really want that Instagram name. Um, and it kind of like spiraled into sharing like food ideas, um, like my different training stuff and half marathon, marathon stuff, and has been a wonderful way to connect with runners and registered dietitians. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that is so much fun. Do you find the two blend together pretty well within your dietetics and your running hobbies? Yes. Um, it has been fabulous because food is fuel and like everybody can relate to um, food. I do follow a lot of runners um, and, you know, they've got to eat. <laughs> so sharing like recipe ideas and like what I'm fueling with um, can be super helpful for people as well. Yes. And have you always been a runner or has this been something new as you get into your college years? Yeah. So I started running in middle school. I did track. Okay. Um, and then did cross country in high school, which is where it was just very fun, very supportive environment and loved it. Um, wasn't the best runner, but that's okay. <laughs> Everyone was super supportive. Just a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, and then in college, my freshman year roommate actually said like, hey, Lena, let's run a half marathon together. And I said, that's ridiculous. Like, why would we want to do that? <laughs> um, and then we trained together. It ended up obviously being so fun, and I've done a bunch more since then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and, yeah, so, so the long distance started in college. <laughs> it helps when you have a buddy, and if somebody else is with you by your side and you can talk, the running goes by so much faster, and it's a lot more fun. It seriously does. And I finally joined a running group this year, and I've been running by myself for the past probably four or five years and having people to run with has just been such a game changer <laughs> it is so much better 
Um, I see some big races that you have done. Any of them that have been highlights for the year? Big highlight was Hood to Coast in Oregon. Um, I was I had the very big privilege of running with Team Knockaround for that race. Um, just a wonderful race, wonderful people all around. Um, getting to run from Mount Hood to the coast of Oregon for like <laughs> 200 miles with this team was just wonderful. <laughs> And, you know, a, a challenge in different ways, but just fabulous. So what was your leg or how much did you have to run during that? Yeah, so I had three legs. Um, my first leg was about four and a half miles. Second leg, I believe, was four. And then the last leg was seven. Um, okay. And that was over the course of, like, probably about 24 hours-ish. Um, so we slept in, like, a van <laughs> for a couple hours. And otherwise, we were just kind of driving, like, along the route and, like, cheering on our teammates and dropping everybody at the appropriate spots and everything. Oh, that sounds so much fun. Um, now, when I think of Oregon, I also think of rain. So what was the weather like? <laughs> yeah, we got really, really lucky. Okay. <laughs> so it was gorgeous. <laughs> and it was a little chilly, like, during the nighttime, but I don't think we had any rain um, during the day, it was like sunny. It was nice. Wow. Shorts and a tank top was perfect for us. I think I would have been like, okay, I'm running the last leg so I can see the ocean. Is that is that where you ended up? <laughs> I did not. I was actually the second to okay. last leg. I had no ocean view during my during my last run, um, unfortunately. But we all got to run together for like the last. I don't even know how long it was. The last couple minutes. Um, they would have like the entire team get together. So all 12 of us and all 12 of us would cross the finish line together. It was wonderful. Oh, that sounds <laughs> so much fun. So you do half marath half marathons and marathons, any five K's or 10 K's? I think, I don't know if I've done any recently, actually. Sure. <laughs> no, it's mostly been like the longer distance. I did a, for trail runs, I've done like five mile and quarter marathon races, which are super fun. Um, but no, like, road 10Ks or 5Ks, actually. <laughs> That's okay. Um, which one do you like better, half marathon or marathon? Half. Half, yes. <laughs> For sure, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> How many marathons have you done? Um, so I've done two marathons, um, and <laughs> those are very different beasts. I did not train well for either of them, and I was actually injured for, I think, both of them. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So with the marathon and just like becoming a dietitian and everything, I did the first marathon when I was a senior in college in undergrad wow. and I knew nothing basically. Right. Um, so I did not know that you had to like fuel. Um, so during the race, I did not, I did, I did like the water and the Gatorade, but I didn't do any sort of fuel, um, which obviously a very big mistake. <laughs> I was, I completely hit the wall at mile, I think 20 or 21. And like, I could just feel it. Like I, all of the energy was just completely gone. <laughs> the last five miles were the worst thing I've ever had done in my life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've done one marathon and it just did not start off well. Like at mile eight, I left my friend. I was feeling dizzy. And then by mile 18, 20, I found this one girl and we became best friends. And we were like, okay, see that light pole? We're going to start running there. And then we'd time it. And then we would walk. And 
if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have made it. I I've never connected with her since, but she was oh, so helpful <laughs> during that last few miles of the race. You get it. You're you're in those races. You know how the community oh, yeah. is. So it's a very close. Yeah, you find community. the most supportive people. <laughs> It is wonderful. Yes, yes. So this is probably, you know, a good time of the year where maybe some people are starting to train for those half marathons or marathons coming up in the spring. Um, What have you learned in training for these higher mileage races? Yes. So fueling, fueling, fueling. (laughs) That is like the biggest thing. Um, Yeah. So just having fuel like beforehand having a good, like a good sized kind of meal a couple hours beforehand, just so you're, you've got those like glycogen, um, like you've got the glycogen in you. Um, and then having fuel for like longer runs physically on you while you're running and making sure that you're actually taking your fuel, (laughs) um, during those runs is so important. Oh my gosh. Do you have any favorite go-tos that you have on hand during the race? So I've been doing, and I haven't, race with it yet Um, but I've been doing scratch labs um, like the chews I have a big texture issue with gels okay yeah (laughs) Um, so I've been working to find anything that I can like chew that I'm not just having to like squeeze yeah (laughs) right um and those are working pretty well so so far yeah so they've been working super well um, they are very soft. So if you have any sort of texture issues, if you can't like do goo or anything like that, um, they're super soft. So easy to chew while you're running. They're not like super, super gummy or anything. Um, cause like with the, I think the cliff blocks I, I did during my last marathon and those are just so tough. So it's like, you've got to stop and like chew them and <laughs> Make sure you're able to get them down. It's hard to do two things at once, eat and walk and run. Which huge benefit to the gels, but (laughs) I unfortunately can't do them. I totally get that. Uh, Liquid fuel, what do you use for that? And I've been doing scratch labs for that as well. Uh, So I kind of put them between like scratch and noon, um, just like, you know, I get scratched sometimes and I get noon sometimes. Um, but during races, I'll do like one station water and then the next station I'll do like the Gatorade or whatever electrolyte they have. Okay. I have never heard of the scratch. You said. Yeah. Scratch labs. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. They're awesome. I think they're based in Colorado, okay. um, but they have a bunch of different flavors. Um, their electrolyte powders are awesome. And I've been using those for a while. Um, yeah. Excellent cool. fuel. I've heard of the noon ones, and those are great little tablets for electrolytes that you can add to, to water if anyone doesn't know what that is. And yeah. uh, um, it's always good to try a lot of variety out for ones that work with your GI and your taste and how you like them. Yeah, exactly. And that can be hard to find for some people. So just like trying different things can be super helpful during training, especially like not doing anything new on race day, <laughs> uh, but just having that leading up the race right learn from me don't do anything new on race day I woke up and I'm like I did not sleep uh and I thought I'm gonna have an espresso I don't (laughs) just dumb right so yeah I need to oh man I've I've learned from there I've done many half marathons since then but uh I guess that's how you learn the hard way (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, you make you make the mistake one time and then you never make that mistake again. That's right. <laughs> so you have a lot of running on your Instagram page and you show where you're going and workouts and things like that. Do you get a lot of questions since you are a dietitian on certain topics? I do get a good amount, um, especially like um, gluten-free, dairy-free stuff, um, GMOs. I do get like some questions about that. Uh, Like, and then some people will send me videos of like different influencers and their nutrition advice. And they're like, hey, can you tell me about this? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, good old social media. Um, So by day, you are a dietitian and tell us where you work. Yeah, so I work for WIC in um, Indianapolis. Absolutely love what I do. Um, I get to work with moms and then kids five and below. Um, So just a very fun time. I love kids and getting to to hang out with them. Oh, I I loved loved my rotation um, in my dietetic dietetic internship with the WIC. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole internship. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very unfortunate to not have a WIC rotation during my internship because I had my internship during COVID. Oh. Um, so they shut everything down. I wasn't allowed to do any WIC rotation. Um, but one of my preceptors had told me like, "Hey, everything you're." really liking sounds like WIC (laughs) and she had worked for WIC and she was like hey I really think you should apply for WIC I think you would love it and she was absolutely correct (laughs) like love love what I do Um, it's been a great experience awesome so WIC dietitian by day runner any other time are you a morning runner or evening runner depends on the day so this morning I got in five miles before work (laughs) Uh, and then like, for example, today it is rainy outside. I wasn't going to be running outside. Um, but then if the weather's really nice outside and I see that I'm going to have time after work, then I'm an evening runner and I will be outside for my run. Yes. And you always do such a great job on sharing uh, meal ideas and what you are having for dinner or what you had for breakfast, as well as, you know, getting a little insight on your training plan. Um, let's go back and talk about what your, uh, followers have been asking you for the questions. I know we talked about some diet myths. Tell us what their questions were. Yes. Um, so I've gotten a lot about like, um, is being gluten-free like better for you when, when you do not have like any allergies or any intolerances to gluten, um, and same with dairy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I do a lot of answers about that. Um. Basically, if you do not have to be gluten or dairy free, you know, no need to be. Um, it's not going to be like better for you um, or worse for you. Yes. Oh, good old gluten gluten question that yep. everybody thinks. <laughs> that one's been very popular. It's a bad word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and same kind of thing with like GMOs. Um, and I think that's just because of like labeling now. Um, and I did a lot of research about this in grad school, but they're labeling like oh, this is non-GMO. So people might be assuming like, oh, GMOs are bad for you. If this is non-GMO, it must be better for me. Um, Yeah, so not necessarily true. And if you talk to a food scientist, a GMO can be very helpful um, in regarding the the plant variety and also the plant life. Exactly, yeah. 
So just listening to experts like dietitians and food scientists is very, very important. You're getting some hot ones there. We got the gluten, we got the GMOs. <laughs> Any other big ones? Um, those are the big ones. The most interesting one, and this was um, just during my internship, but it always just stands out to me. Um, I had one person ask me if rice is bad for you because um, they had thought that it expands in your stomach and makes makes you fat. Um, so yeah, just kind of debunking myths like that as well has been has been a thing. And again, that was in my internship, so not over social media or anything. Um, but that one's always stood out to me. <laughs> Yeah. I think um, anything that someone hears a sliver of, you know, it's almost like the game we used to play telephone when we were little. <laughs> and yes, it just exactly. adding on and adding on them by the time it gets to the expert or the dietitian, you're like, huh, what? Where'd you hear that from? <laughs> yes. Like, I, I want to know how that originated. Right. But here's, here are the facts. <laughs> Oh, I used to play that when we would um, teach for um, some relig religious ed classes, and I would just die at by the time it came around of what of what it was. It was so cute on what these little first graders would end up with. So that's a great analogy of how social media can really uh, what's the word mess up or. Completely like scramble, <laughs> scramble. nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so fascinating to hear like, you know, the original and then how it, how it ended up. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. With young mothers and kids, I'm sure there are some, you know, same type of questions that they have that come to you. Anything that, that hit on the spot? probably the biggest one I um, kind of address the most is going to be with like dairy, especially when like babies are coming off formula and going on to whole milk. Um, you know, they need like 30 ish ounces of formula by like 10, 12 months. And then parents are just like, okay, we're doing the same number of bottles of whole milk. And then, you know, like too much dairy can cause low iron and then iron's low. So we're discussing iron levels and dairy consumption and everything. That's definitely the biggest thing I talk about is iron, dairy, all that good stuff. Right. Oh, that's such a um, hard time. I remember having to give my kids iron supplements and they that is the worst supplement ever. It stinks. The kids don't like it and they end up puking it all up. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you're running friends. Do they come to you with any of their dying fueling questions? Yeah. So they definitely do sometimes. And I'm always so honored when they do. <laughs> um, and basically we just talk about like trying different products. Um, so I'll give different like products that I've tried and then stuff that I know works for other people as well. So like with the goose, I obviously haven't done them, <laughs> um, but I see what other people do and I'm like, Hey, you could try this out. I've heard good things about this one. The nutrition is solid. Um, and then just kind of working on like, you need to take this every X minutes or X miles of um, your run. Let's work on that. <laughs> yes. Do you have a certain um, game plan for your fueling during uh, like say a half marathon, like how many miles or how many minutes do you get some refueling in? 
Yeah. So with the half marathon, I need to work on it because I've actually never done um, like solid fuel during a half. Um, I've, I've been fine with the water and the Gatorade. <laughs> um, I do want to work on that this year. Um, so probably taking like, like a pack of scratch labs, um, probably like six miles in. Um, but I have not worked out a solid game plan for myself. <laughs> yeah. And the half marathon is one where it's not too much of the time frame, but you know, it's, it's, Finding the tweaking of of how your energy levels kind of play into that. Exactly, yeah, which can be hard to do, which again, and I sound like a broken record, which is why it's good to practice beforehand. Totally. Um, As as you're fueling for your races and and even just your training plans, what are your favorite carb sources? Ooh, honestly, pretty much everything. Um, Bread and pasta bagels like every before every single long run um are a must (laughs) i have a friend who has a um like a bagel count she has like a dry race board and she's like marking all of the bagels that she eats during marathon training and i just think that's a wonderful idea so i'll probably be doing that (laughs) that sounds fun i would Um, just like to try all all the different varieties uh, do you pair any protein sources or fat sources with that during certain times of the day? So before morning long runs, I will do like uh, peanut butter spread on one half of the bagel and butter spread on the other. And that has worked perfectly for me every time. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just finding what works for you. <laughs> if peanut butter works well, excellent. Cream cheese, excellent. That's a good combo. I like that. Are you training for anything currently? Um, so currently training for um, two half marathons, the Indy mini marathon. Um, that's like the big one in May. Okay. And then another like smaller local half, half marathon in, I think it's at the end of March. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. That's coming up. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I've got a couple long runs to get in, but yeah, I'll be ready. <laughs> what is your longest long run that you do in your plan? Um, for this first one, it'll be, I believe, 12 or 14 miles. I can't remember the the plan, um, but I know I have a 14-mile long run it, before one of these half marathons. Ooh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good amount. <laughs> um. In your general nutrition message, what's your biggest takeaway for people that you like to share? So got a couple. Um, So like food is fuel. It's going to be like the biggest one. Um, And then all foods fit. So, you know, you can have all of your foods as part of your fuel for running and just like as part of your daily life as well. You don't have to eliminate anything if you're not like allergic to it or if you don't like it. Um, You can definitely include everything in your diet. Oh, I love hearing that. Um, what brought you towards dietetics? Yeah, so in middle school, actually, that's when I became interested. Um, Michelle Obama was, she was um, like in the White House and she was doing her Let's Move campaign. And then Jamie Oliver, the chef, um, was doing his, uh, like the Jamie Oliver's food, Re- food Revolution in West Virginia. And I was, like, seeing all of this on TV as, like, a sixth grader. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. (laughs) 
and thinking like, oh, there could be a way to combine that and like work with kids and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of just stuck. Awesome. I can see why that wick fits very well for you then. <laughs> exactly. It's been a wonderful place. <laughs> yes. Well, Lena, I love hearing how you are taking your nutrition Um, mixing it with your running for the love of it and combining the two together and sharing so much fun stuff on your Instagram. Tell everyone where they connect with you. Yeah, so I'm really awkward runner on Instagram. um, And I would love to connect. I absolutely love following other um, dietitians, other runners. um, Yeah, and just getting to know people. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. Thank you for joining us this week. This was such a fun conversation with Lena. Kind of a different twist than usual, but if you are getting ready for a race, maybe your race training, spring is the time right now for all those spring races. Be sure to check out Lena's page and follow her. She also has some really fun meal prep ideas, like I'm just looking right now. She has a Trader Joe's Greek chickpea bowls, um, race fueling, crunchy fall salad ideas, and so much more. I want to thank you so much for taking your time here with us this week on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.